Hey, you found us. Welcome, everybody. This is Scripture Gems. Hello, and welcome to the show. My name is John Fulmer, and this is my brother, Jay. hey Uh, Really? Do you want to start the new season with <laughs> I, I was, that? I was just really excited, and I just thought, let's let's shake it up. Let's do something new. And I, and I so I just I just said, hey just just like well, that. Okay, we can keep that if you want it. No, okay, all right. Let's uh, let's go back from the top. Okay, fair enough. Hello, and welcome to the show. My name is John Fulmer, and this is my brother Jay. How's it going, John? Hello. <laughs> See, I, I threw in the little hey-o at the I end just to, to kind of catch everyone's attention. We are two brothers who just can't get enough of the scriptures. That's right. We love them. You know, John, a lot of people think we just use that same old recording every time, but it, we, you know, we do it different every time we record that fresh because we really, really mean it. That's true. We record it every episode. Every episode. And so you never know when a hey-o might pop in to that <laughs> opening, just like today it did. This episode, we are going over the Come Follow Me lesson for December 26th, 2022 through January 1st, 2023. The title of this lesson is, We Are Responsible for Our Own Learning. So, Jay, we're starting in on the New Testament this year. Woohoo! Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Yeah, I'm excited, too. But this lesson doesn't get into the New Testament reading blocks quite yet. Oh, man. It's a preparation lesson reminding us that our spiritual learning cannot be subcontracted out to anyone else. Good point. As President Russell M. Nelson told us in October 2018 General Conference, we are each responsible for our individual spiritual growth. The Come Follow Me manual also confirms this by saying, The purpose of the scriptures is to help you come unto Christ and become more deeply converted to his gospel. Remember that Jesus Christ is at the center of the purpose of our studies and all things we do in the gospel. Our salvation is between us and the Lord Jesus Christ. President Russell M. Nelson in the April 2008 General Conference said, The development of faith in the Lord is an individual matter. Repentance is also an individual matter. Only as an individual can one be baptized and receive the Holy Ghost. Each of us is born individually. Likewise, each of us is born again individually. Salvation is an individual matter. Close quote. As we study the scriptures to come unto Christ, we will be helped by His grace to see and understand things we couldn't on our own. But Christ has also given us other tools to help us come unto him. First, of course, we have the scriptures and the words of living prophets. But also remember that the purpose of the whole church structure is to help us access the atonement of Jesus Christ. The temple with its sacred ordinances, ministering brothers and sisters, callings to serve others, programs, manuals, and other resources are all to help us to be more effective as we come to Christ. But as Elder David A. Bednar taught in the April 2019 General Conference, quote, we should not expect the church as an organization to teach or tell us everything we need to know and do to become devoted disciples and endure valiantly to the end. Rather, our personal responsibility is to learn what we should learn to live as we know we should live, and to become who the Master would have us become. And our homes, 
are the ultimate setting for learning, living, and becoming. Close quote. Even with all the resources available to us, what we get out of all those resources will, in large measure, be dependent on what we are willing to put into it. In the October 1983 General Conference, Elder Boyd K. Packer told us, quote, For his own reasons, the Lord provides answers with pieces placed here and there throughout the scriptures. We are to find them. We are to earn them. In that way, sacred things are hidden from the insincere, end quote. Take a look at this clip from the 1969 animated classic, A Boy Named Charlie Brown. If you use your imagination, you could see lots of things in the cloud formations. What do you think you see, Linus? Well, those clouds up there look to me like the map of the British Honduras on the Caribbean. That cloud up there looks a little like the profile of Thomas Eakins, the famous painter and sculptor. And that group of clouds over there gives me the impression of the stoning of Stephen. I can see the Apostle Paul standing there to one side. Uh-huh, that's very good. What do you see in the clouds, Charlie Brown? Well, I was going to say I saw a ducky and a horsey, but I changed my mind. I love that cartoon because it reminds me that I will see what I put the effort in to see. Sometimes I'm content with the ducky and horsey amount of insight, but if I'm willing to do more, to look harder, and to give more of my mind and heart, there is so much more to see and to learn. Elder Jeffrey R. Holland encouraged us to, quote, read more slowly and more carefully, and with more questions in mind. Ponder and examine every word, every scriptural gem. And for those who didn't know, that's how we got the name of the show. Exactly right. Right from this quote. He goes on, Hold it up to the light and turn it. Look and see what's reflected and refracted there. For some of us, on a given day, with a given need... Such an examination may unearth a treasure hidden in a field, a pearl of great price, a pearl beyond price. This was from a CES video conference in June of 1992. Nice. As we seek to develop our own testimony of Jesus Christ, a great resource is the Gospel Topics section of your Gospel Library. In the article on testimony, it says... Testimony grows gradually through experiences. No one receives a complete testimony all at once. It grows as individuals show willingness to serve in the church and to study, pray, and learn. It increases as individuals obey God's commandments. Testimony grows as it is shared. Let's survey some scriptures that can help us understand this topic better. Let's start in Luke chapter 11 verses 9 and 10. And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Now let's turn to John chapter 7, verse 17. If any man will do his will, this is God's will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God 
or whether I speak of myself. And in Acts 17, verses 11 and 12, describing certain Jews, it says, These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind, and searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. Therefore many of them believed, also of honorable women, which were Greeks, and of men not a few. And how about 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting in verse 9? But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Right. This scripture is particularly key to spiritual learning. Remember that in order to comprehend something, we must use the right tools. There are things in mortality that we can understand using the tools of mortality. But those same tools are not effective in comprehending spiritual things. Let me share an example narrated by our nephew Oliver in England. Because our Heavenly Father loves us and wants us to progress toward becoming like him, he has encouraged us to seek learning, even by study and also by faith. a remote control. In the front, you will notice an LED light bulb. When I press the button, the bulb lights up. Hey, where's the light? I know there's light because it's turning my telly on and off. But how come I can't see it? This remote projects infrared light. This light is outside of our visible range on the electromagnetic spectrum. We are simply not equipped to see it. We physically can't. But what if we use a camera? Now look, we could see the light. In our analogy, this camera represents the tools God has provided to help us acquire spiritual knowledge. To know things we couldn't on our own. Look at that! We are seeing light that we could not see before. It was there the whole time, but until now, we cannot see it. Spiritual learning does not come through. The same means we learn other things. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 5 and 9 from 11 teach us that we can only know the things of God through the Spirit of God. I also really like verse 14, which connects directly to the experiment we did with the infrared light. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Did you catch that? It's not possible for the natural man to receive the things of the Spirit of God. He or she is simply not equipped to receive them.
This is so important. Sometimes we want to understand something about Jesus Christ, the scriptures, his restored gospel or its history, and we find it difficult if we're using the wrong tools. You may have noticed that some in our lives consider our beliefs to be foolish. Just like 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14 states, that's exactly what they should be feeling if they are trying to understand spiritual things with only the tools available to the natural man. Just like the remote control, the natural man cannot understand spiritual things. It is simply not equipped to see them. Now, some can begin the journey of faith as they see the effect of the light. Just like the remote turning on and off the television, we see what the light does even if we can't see the light. But eventually, we will need to see the source of the light. As you seek spiritual knowledge, questions will come to your mind. First of all, remember that God is the source of all truth. To help us discover truth, Heavenly Father has taught us how to acquire spiritual knowledge. He has established the conditions we must follow in order to gain such knowledge. We don't get to decide that for ourselves, just as we wouldn't pick up and play a violin however we want and expect to become a virtuoso. We must follow the path of the Master. God's divinely ordained pattern requires that we have an honest desire to know the truth and are willing to live according to that which he has revealed. Our sincere desire will lead us to seek truth through prayer and to diligently study the word of God. Desire is so important because it reflects our choice. It's a use of our agency. It says something about ourselves. What is most important to us and what we want to be? Desire leads us to action, like prayer and scripture study, but also a willingness to live according to that which God has revealed. Ask yourself, if God lets you know something is true, will you live it? We have been blessed with the ability to think and reason and to have the Lord's influence expand our minds and deepen our understanding. The attitude and intent with which we ask questions and seek answers will greatly affect our ability to learn through the Holy Ghost. The following three principles can guide us as we seek to learn and understand eternal truth and resolve questions or issues. For additional information, these topics are explored in more detail in the Doctrinal Mastery Core Document for Seminary Students. You can find it in your Gospel Library. We will be drawing heavily from that document. First, act in faith. Richard G. Hinckley gave an excellent example of this in a talk called Prophetic Priorities. It's a BYU devotional from May 15, 2007. He says, quote, Have you ever watched a stonemason build a rock wall? He will sometimes pick up a rock that just does not fit anywhere in the niches of the wall. But does he abandon the wall and walk away? No. He simply sets the rock aside, and keeps building until a niche appears where it fits, and then proceeds until the wall is finished. Close quote. Now, as we seek to develop our understanding and to resolve concerns, it's important that we rely on the testimony that we already have of Jesus Christ, the restoration of his gospel, and the teachings of his ordained prophets. Let's go back to Richard G. Hinckley's talk. He says, quote, 
So perhaps should we temporarily set aside questions that we continue to struggle with and that we cannot quite seem to answer today, having faith that at some time in the future, a niche will appear in the rock wall of our testimony where they fit perfectly. Don't abandon the rock wall of your testimony because one or two rocks don't seem to fit. Close quote. During times when we may not immediately find answers to our questions, it's helpful to remember that although Heavenly Father has revealed all that is necessary for our salvation, He has not yet revealed all truth. As we continue to seek for answers, we must live by faith, trusting that we will eventually receive the answers we seek. As we are faithful to the truth and light we have already received, we will receive more. Answers to our questions and prayers often come line. Oh, hey, there's a line. Upon line. Do you see that? There's another line. You see how they're, you see what I'm doing there? Oh, oh. Precept upon precept. Oh, look, the lines are forming the word truth. Yeah, see? See what I did there? Very clever. I'm so clever. For the second guiding principle, examine concepts and questions with an eternal perspective. In this illustration, these two squares on the top and bottom seem quite different, but they're not. They are exactly the same shade of gray. Visual artists call the lightness or darkness of something its value. Can't see it? Try putting your finger to block out the distractions of the highlight and shadow at the transition. See? The value of these squares is exactly the same. We can easily see that when we change the context. To understand spiritual value properly, we must remove distractions and learn to see concepts or questions in the proper context. To do this, we consider teachings or concepts in the context of the plan of salvation and the teachings of the Savior. We seek the help of the Holy Ghost in order to see things as the Lord sees them. This allows us to view ideas or questions based on the Lord's standard of truth, rather than accepting the world's premise or assumptions. We can do this by asking questions such as, What do I already know about Heavenly Father, His plan, and how He deals with His children? And what gospel teachings relate to or clarify this concept or issue? The question might be asked, How could a loving God allow so much suffering? Some underlying assumptions to this concern might be a belief that there should be no suffering or challenges in life, or that God should want to make his children happy by restricting the agency of those who would cause us to suffer, or that God can't eliminate suffering because he has no power. Perhaps God does not care about the well-being of his children, or even that he simply does not exist at all. Think about what you know of the plan of salvation and the nature of God. We understand that God does exist and loves his children so much that he has prepared a way for the immortality and eternal life of each one of us. God has all power and knows all things. We know that agency is essential to God's plan, even though we might use it to hurt one another. 
Our eternal progression depends on how we use this gift, and we all will be accountable for the choices we've made, good and bad. We understand that obtaining a mortal body would come with great blessings, but also challenges for us to overcome. In the end, all will be set right, but this life is a probationary time, a time of testing, learning, and growth. The phrase, and they all lived happily ever after, does not come in this life, but in the next. It is important to remember that historical details, as fun as they are, do not carry the saving power of ordinances, covenants, and doctrine. To be distracted by less significant details at the expense of missing the unfolding miracle of the restoration is like spending time analyzing a gift box and ignoring the wonder of the gift itself inside. Our next guiding principle is to seek further understanding through divinely appointed sources. These sources include the light of Christ, the Holy Ghost, the scriptures, parents, and church leaders. The First Presidency and the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, the Lord's prophets upon the earth today, are a vital source of truth. The Lord has chosen and ordained these individuals to speak for Him. We can also learn truth through other trustworthy sources. However, sincere seekers of truth should be wary of unreliable sources of information. We live in a time when many call evil good and good evil. Satan is the father of lies and seeks to distort truth and persuade us to turn away from the Lord and his appointed servants. As we turn to the Lord's divinely appointed sources for answers and direction, we can be blessed to discern between truth and error. Learning to recognize and avoid unreliable sources can protect us from misinformation and from those who seek to destroy faith. So, as you prepare to begin your study this year, Anchor yourselves to the source of all truth and use the spiritual tools God has given us so that we can learn and grow into the disciples that will bless those around us. As we study the New Testament this year, here are some resources that might help you in your study. First and foremost, check your footnotes. Your footnotes will be a wonderful guide for you this year. In particular, look for footnotes with GR in front of them. That represents an alternate way to translate the original Greek. Footnotes for IE or OR clarifies older English words or phrases. And of course, the JST, the Joseph Smith translation, for an inspired addition or correction to the King James Version text. Next, the Come Follow Me manual. There will be some great resources here. Also, the study help section in the scriptures section of your gospel library. In particular, look for the Bible Dictionary, the Guide to the Scriptures, Harmony of the Gospels, Maps and Photographs. Now, the Bible Dictionary and Guide to the Scriptures, you might wonder what's the difference between the two of those. When you click on them, would you notice that they each have an introduction? and they tell you what the focus of that particular scripture resource is. Mm -hmm. In short, the Bible Dictionary focuses on the Bible. Guide to the Scripture has entries that focus on the whole standard works. Very true. 
Also, as Jay mentioned earlier, the Gospel Topics section, a great resource. Also, in the Books and Lessons section of your Gospel Library, we have the New Testament Teacher Seminary Manual. Now, there's both the 2016 and the brand new 2023 Teacher Manual. Both are great, but you might find it useful that 2023 is set up to follow the Come, Follow Me schedule. So it's got lessons by Scripture Block following the Come, Follow Me schedule. Nice. And then, of course, the New Testament Student Institute Manual. Right. That is a great manual. You'll notice that it's set up so that it takes the Gospels one Gospel at a time rather than harmonizing them all together. But it's a really great resource, and it's very easy to navigate. Very true. Also, we've mentioned this before, but the Scriptures Plus app from the Book of Mormon Central Group includes great resources and commentary. We've also mentioned the Scripture Citation Index that's at scriptures.byu.edu. Sometimes it's helpful to look up how a scripture was referenced in general conference talks. And also, the book Jesus the Christ by Elder James E. Talmadge. This book can be found in your Gospel Library under Jesus Christ. This book is a little more than 100 years old now, but still a great resource. Excellent! Well, if you come across a verse that's difficult to understand in your reading, there are some great resources you can use that might help. BibleHub.com. You can go there to see how other translators rendered the same verse. You can compare a list of them. Also, here's a great book, The New Testament, A Translation for Latter-day Saints by Thomas A. Waymond. You can find it in Deseret Book, Amazon, or wherever you buy your LDS books. And by the way, Brother Wayman released a revised edition of this work just a few months ago. Great. Also, the BYU New Testament Commentary Series, which includes new renditions of the New Testament books. Those are available for free, along with additional scholarly commentary that's available at a reasonable cost. We'll put a link in the description. To help encourage you, remember these words from President Mark L. Pace, the Sunday School General President, in his remarks in the April 2022 General Conference. He says, quote, To be most effective, your experiences with the Scriptures must be your own. Reading or hearing about another person's experiences and insights can be helpful, but that won't bring the same converting power. There is no substitute for the time you spend in the scriptures, hearing the Holy Ghost speak directly to you, end quote. We encourage you to think about that as you study the New Testament this year. You might ask yourself weekly, as President Pace did, what is the Holy Ghost teaching me this week as I read these chapters? You're sure to be amazed at the results. Right. The Come, Follow Me manual encourages us to remember the promises made by President Russell M. Nelson in the October 2018 General Conference, which was when the Come, Follow Me program was introduced. He outlined four specific blessings we would receive if we tried our best to transform our homes into sanctuaries of faith and centers of gospel learning. 1. Your Sabbath Days will be a delight. Two, your children will be excited to learn and live the Savior's teachings. Three, the influence of the adversary in your life and in your home 
will decrease. And four, these changes in your family will be dramatic and sustaining. So are you ready to study the New Testament? Oh, 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 I am. (laughs) Let's get started in our next lesson. So keep reading your scriptures. And we'll see you next week. This podcast is not officially affiliated with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But we're really big fans.